This is Ask the Expert with Ian Grant on News Talk 1010. And good afternoon. Welcome to Ask the Expert here on News Talk 1010. I'm Ian Grant, and coming up this hour, Dan the Waterproofing Man Sheridan is back in the studio. We are going to be talking about tough roof. You know what, though, Dan? I want to talk to you first, though, about something that has absolutely nothing to do with why you're here, a subject that literally came up as you walked in the front door. And I really feel, though, like we should probably just, you know, just say the disclaimer that we're about to talk about medical stuff and, you know, opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Mel Media or anyone else. This is nothing to do with Ask the Expert. This is not something that they want us to talk about. Here's what happened. About four months ago, you may have noticed, by the way, that the shows that we've been running in the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of starting with, hey, Dan, happy new year. Cause yeah. You were out of commission there for a bit, especially towards the end of last year. You would walk into the studio here and obviously, you know, being behind the scenes, people wouldn't see that you were hunched over. You were, you were at one point you were using canes to walk. And then you told me that you were going to get an operation. And I'm one of those, I'm awful at this stuff. Unless my doctor has an MD and can wear a white coat on an ad, <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. Naturopaths or gardeners and all this stuff. So anyway, you told me you were going for this operation. And I'm like, well, good luck with that, buddy. And uh, man, you walked in today. My first comment to you was, you're taller. You look great. <laughs> Not hunched some, over anymore. Yeah, because I didn't realize how long. Tell yeah. us the story about what happened, because it really is amazing. And I also want to point out that, again, if you tuned in for Tough Roof, we are going to get there. I just think this is so amazing that I want to share the story with you. Sure, yeah. Okay, so back then, I was in excruciating pain, and I'll go through kind of quickly the whole process. I thought I had arthritis in my hip or something happening with my hip. My uh, family doctor, I would go to him, but then he would put me onto a specialist. I went to St. Mike's once, I went to another doctor, you know, trying to figure out what this was. Was, and I was getting x-rays and MRIs and stuff and then found out it was my gluteus medius muscle around the back was torn off of the top of my leg, which is called your hip trochanter, right. which holds your hip together. Because my hip was clicking and it was sore, I thought it was hip arthritis or something within the hip, but it wasn't. It was a completely torn off muscle off the side of my leg holding my hip on. My only option in Canada, kind of exhausted the options of what I can do, was for the doctor to make an eight inch cut into my hip, grab the gluteus medius muscle, pull it over to the edge of the, uh, my leg bone and bolt it on. Mm. And it had a 60% success rate. So then I'm thinking, okay, I'm a roofer. I'm climbing up ladders. I'm in the 40% for sure. So, uh, Do you think it was the roofer part of going up and down? Yeah. Climbing up ladders. I mean, wow. I ski with my kids. I wipe out here and there. You know, Not who, you. Try to trace it back on what exactly happened. I think it was just something happened a year or so ago, and then it started to just slowly tear off the bone, and it almost completely tore off. You it's were a, at the point where I assumed that at some point you'd be wheeling yourself in. Yeah, it was getting really bad. And remember, yeah. I climb up ladders for a wow. living too, so it was getting really scary, right? So I heard a podcast on stem cells, and I started researching stem cells. So then I ended up going to the States for stem cells in New Jersey. And it, you know, just didn't know this one doctor. I got down there. He's like, hey, fellow Canadian. And I, I, I said, no way, you're not Canadian. He said, yeah, I'm from Toronto. So he does stem cells down there with a big stem cell organization company down there. He's one of the franchisees. Anyway, he did a great job. But uh, 
Yeah, so I went down there and I got stem cells in my hip within, I think it's been, what, eight, nine weeks now, and I feel absolutely no it's pain. It's a completely different person. It's completely, I'm going to go get my shoulder done too. And, and when I was down there, I took my mom and she, I had a five-day kind of injections where it was Monday and then Wednesday and Friday, they did a uh, removal of stem cells and putting back in, their, in my torn area. My mom only had the Friday and she had a bad meniscus for years and a swollen knee. And she just had a one day operation and she's totally back to normal too. When you had the operation, was it one of those deals where you wake up the next morning and it's happening or did it take time? Or? Yeah. Well, it was probably like two days later. I felt the, I was living with excruciating peak pain. Like once you get into that level of pain, you kind of break down your pain. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a, a droning number four pain, but then every time I would move, it would peak right up to 10 and my eyes would water. Like I can take a lot of pain. I've had hot asphalt burn my skin Jeez. half off my body since I was a kid, you know, doing hot asphalt. So I've had a lot of wipeouts and, and I can take a lot of pain. This was unbelievable. Like it was living with this was unbelievable. So, uh, because it was only a 60% success rate, I thought, okay, you know, I'll do some research on these stem cells. I'm glad I did. Uh, no kidding. Since I've, yeah, I have, I'm, I'm zero pain now. That's, it's, that's it was phenomenal. How about your weeks, mom? Zero pain. Yeah, she's zero pain now too. And no more swelling. She doesn't live with a swollen knee anymore. Amazing. It's, it, if, you, if you have to have some kind of joint or arthritic surgery, and they even do sciatic, they even do bulging discs. You really want to think about going down for a stem cell treatment before you get bolted together because it's better to try that. Even if it yeah. doesn't work, you've tried it. I really it more do, than likely would work. I really do want to underline, this is not a medical show. Yeah, We're this not is actually medical a roofing advice. show. We're not giving medical advice. Do not take the opinions expressed, yeah, all that kind of that's stuff. That's only my but opinion. I am really blown away by the results of this. And when I said to you, just to make it sound that bit more like one of those shows, when I said to you, you know, how much? And you said, how much do you think? And I said, I don't know, 50, 75,000. Yeah, that's what everybody says. I was floored. Yeah, it, it was, was five, 5,500 American for me. $1,500 for my mom to heal had, a knee that she'd lived with for years and could had to limp around on. Had I and walked she's up to you last December and said, hey, Dan, I'll tell you what, you give me five grand and I will yeah. make you, you know, within three months, you'll be yeah. walking around and skiing and all that stuff. Oh, I would it's have, yeah, I was at the point where I, you know, in, you know, talking to my wife and stuff and saying, I would give anybody almost anything to take this pain away now. Yeah, well, yeah. anyway, um, uh, like right. I said, it wasn't part of the show. It wasn't even planned as being part <laughs> yeah. of the show. It's just when you walked talk in, about I'm like, holy now. cow, you know, it yeah. really did work out well. So if you want to find out more, by the way, email Dan and he'll give you all the information. We are here this hour to talk about Tough Roof. I want to do that. And obviously the best way to start doing that is say, hey, Dan Sheridan, explain to me what Tough Roof is. Okay, so Tough Roof is my family's flat roofing system that we've... Uh, perfected over four generations uh, of flat roofing experience since my great-grandfather. So it's a hot asphalt and gravel flat roof. It's not a sloped roof for your home. It's for a flat roof. We specialize in industrial commercial, but we also do residential if it's uh, 1,500 square feet of roofing and above. Um, because usually below that we can't fit into residential home areas with our cranes and our trailers and dump bins and all this that we need. Um, but yeah, it's a hot asphalt and gravel system. It's stronger than a traditional hot asphalt and gravel system because we use 
much stronger reinforcement roll materials while we're putting out the hot asphalt. So it lasts longer than a traditional hot asphalt and gravel. Plus we design it that it can be updated. So you never buy any more all of the new components that are in there, like insulation and things like that. The only thing you do is update it when it needs updating with a layer of hot asphalt and reinforcement. Uh, first, we take the gravel off, clean the roof, update it with hot asphalt, put the gravel back on. It's a very low-cost update over the years for flat roofs. And a couple of times before I've mentioned, tough roof is a flat roof, but a flat roof, do not be confused, a flat roof is not necessarily a tough roof. Yeah, so there's three families of flat roofs out there. There's hot asphalt family, which is usually hot asphalt and gravel. Then you have the newer systems, which are torch applied. That's been around for 30 years or so. Then you have the pool liner roof, which is a white roof. It's half a millimeter thick, and it's been out maybe... 10 years in Canada kind of being applied. And uh, the other ones are, are the, the pool liner roof and the torch applied roof are very inferior systems because they have seams and they're very thin. So hot asphalt, uh, our hot asphalt has no seams across the entire roof. Once we flood coat the roof with hot asphalt before we put the gravel on, takes all the seams away from the reinforcement rolls and becomes a seamless roof. What you want in a flat roof is a very thick and seamless roof. And also you want to make sure that the drainage is addressed. So you want the drains down in the lowest point so you don't have ponding on a flat roof. Ponding on flat roof stresses the flat roof out and can lead to premature wear and cracking and things like that. These roofs are self-healing. That's amazing. Yeah. So hot asphalt uh, on its top layer, when the sun hits it, becomes molten again in the summer. Now, we put a lot of gravel on the roof that keeps the sun rays off of the roof, but the sun rays actually heat the gravel up a little bit, and that little bit of heat can actually self-heal small cracks in a flat roof. That's why hot asphalt lasts so long, because the top layer can... can that's why some people say, oh, we've had this leak in the past, but you know, in the last two years, we don't have it. That, that's on the latter half of life of a hot asphalt flat roof because, you know, it can self-heal itself. So those leaks will stop and they may reappear in that area, but they might not. Uh, but that's what hot asphalt is kind of known for. Tell you what, I want to take a break and then uh, I want to ask you about uh, when is a leak not a leak. During the last show, you were mentioning that you've had calls to fix leaks of roofs that other people over there three or four times they've tried to fix it, yeah. can't seem to. I want to come back and you can explain why. This is Ask the Expert here on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Tough Roof, the strongest roof system ever made for flat roofs. And Dan, the waterproofing man, Sheridan, in studio to talk about them this hour. For more information, contact details, by the way, visit the website, toughroof.com. That is toughroof.com. Uh, you can also uh, drop down an email, info at toughroof.com. And, of course, there's always the old-fashioned way. Pick up the phone, give them a call, 416-485-1989. 416-485-1989. All that contact information available at toughroof.com. You're listening to Ask the Expert with Ian Grant on News Talk 1010. Ask the Expert with Ian Grant continues on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. And we are back. This is Ask the Expert on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. I am Ian Grant. And Dan, the waterproofing man, Sheridan, in studio this hour. We are talking about tough roof. 
For more information, by the way, check out their website, toughroof.com. Fascinating. And one of the stories you told me was that you finally got called to fix a roof where they had been through three or four companies before you to fix a leak in their roof. And these are all good companies. These companies did what they thought was the right thing. They thought they were fixing the roof only to find out that during the next good old torrential downpour, the leak was back. Talk about how that can happen. Flat roofs can leak 50 feet away and come over to an area that you think the leak is in, but it can be following a beam, can be following a corrugated steel deck, you know, a wooden beam, and it can be leaking 40, 50 feet away and traveling over and leaking in a different area. So if the roofer just tries to focus on that exact leak area, he could be missing where the leak is coming in. And we've also designed other products, like we have our Tough Skin line, which is toughskin.co, which is our clear rubber waterproof for bricks. It's a clear rubber skin we roll on bricks. And I find a lot of the times when I go to flat roofs, uh, if there's a brick wall at one side of the flat roof, what happens is the driving rain can push against those bricks go right through the bricks and come down and appear like it's under the flat roof. And if roofers are always focused on the flat roof, they never get the leak. Um, But we've designed a product over the years, which is our Tough Skin Clear, which is the clear rubber that we can roll on the bricks. So if Mm. the water hits the bricks, it rolls right down and lands on the flat roof. So a lot of times when you need your flat roof redone, you have to look at other things that could be leaking because you might be even wasting your money doing your flat roof because it could be the, the exterior ductwork system, could be coming from a pipe, could be coming from a brick wall attached to the flat roof. So we assess everything when we go out. And we also have uh, thermal imaging. So we can, if it is the actual surface of the flat roof, it traps water in the insula- underlying insulation and the thermal scan can pick that up. Then we know it's the actual surface of the flat roof leaking and we give a thermal scan for free too. What about this time of year? I mean, you can't really decide what time of year we are now. Is it snow? Is it water? Is it yeah, wet? Is it wind? Is it, you know, exactly. Yeah. Um, is it tougher for you guys to fix roofs in this kind of weird, strange weather as opposed to, you know, summer when it's just pretty much hot? Yeah. So the kind of the pattern, the way we follow is sunny, sunny days and nice days with no precipitation. We're installing roofs or repairing roofs. When it's raining, we're out, we have all the guys out Uh, posted all over the city to run around and quick repair roofs. So we have a leak seal powder. We can pull pack gravel on the roof. If there's a a crack, we can put the leak seal powder and stop the leak immediately and then price for a permanent repair on there. So rainy days, we're out looking for leaks. Sunny days, we're fixing them with hot asphalt. And that's how it works. But it it doesn't matter. Temperature-wise, it doesn't matter. And we're actually coming into our busy season now where the spring rains are coming. We're coming off. This winter was a lot of ice. Mm. Uh, There was a lot of cold temperatures. It was a lot of up and down, but there was a lot of really dive-bombing cold temperatures, which cracks a lot of really old roofs. So there's going to be a lot of leaks this spring and flat roofs. Just a couple of days ago, I was flying in, and I, I, I never landed Pearson without, you know, flying over thousands by the looks of it of those flat roofs. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just everywhere around the airport. And I'm looking yeah. down, and that's exactly what I was wondering was this winter, I mean, they're talking about potholes being crazy because, you know, we had the warm-up, we had the super cold, we had the warm-up, we had the rain, the rain and all this stuff. Yeah. Is it the same thing with flat roofs? I mean, are people going to have a rougher time this spring, do you think? Yeah, than they may have? yeah. There's the, because of all that ice pressure and deep 
uh, cold dives. There, there are going to be a lot of flat roofs leaking in the next few weeks with the heavy rains that are coming in. And it's funny you say that. When we fly to Pearson with my family, uh, my sons always get me to point out all the flat roofs <laughs> I've done as we're flying that's out of funny. Toronto. Because it's that's like, that's mine, that's yeah, mine, that's I mine, that's that. mine. Because I've done so much at the airport. It's just... It's also uh, great for you to get a bird's eye view down and go, oh, they're going to have trouble soon. Yeah, oh, I, I was, I was on that one yesterday. That's that one, right. that one, that one, yeah. For for people, which signs should they be looking for? Are there signs they can be looking for at this point in the, you know, looking up at the warehouse roof or whatever? Uh, there's, uh, with a tar and gravel roof, I tell most people, realistically, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Don't waste your money. Because a lot of the times these hot, older hot asphalt and gravels uh, roofs can be, uh, you know, you can elongate how long they'll last. Um, but what you can do is, and we do it for free, is a free thermal scan and report. So a thermal scan, what it tells you if there's any trap moisture. Trap moisture is something that's getting through the actual top surface of the roof into your insulation. A thermal scan can catch that in most cases before it actually gets into the building. Because a leak doesn't start as a big leak. It starts as a little one you don't notice. So we thermal scan and see if there's any water trapped in your insulation. We do that for free. Just give us a call and we'll come to your address and give you a free thermal scanner report. That's how you check to see if the roof needs replacement before it leaks on the inside. Once you see those leaks on the inside, you're either into doing some repairs and, you know, band-aiding the roof through a few years until you can actually do a new roof. You know, it might not be in the budget this year have to do some repairs, mm. uh, and then you're just saving up for a new roof. So what we usually do is if we're into repairs, we'll do some repairs and we'll say, listen, here's an estimate to budget towards within the next few years. Uh, we can band-aid it along for a while, but here's the price to do it when it needs to be done. Is there a, a better time to do it than others? I mean, no. uh, you know, we just had our windows replaced. I thought it would be pandemonium, and it absolutely wasn't. I mean, it, it didn't get crazy cold. Mm -hmm. They did room by room. They blocked the things off. It, it would have made no... As a matter of fact, it was probably easier for the guys to do it in this weather. Yeah. With hot asphalt roofs, you can do them any time of year, especially in the winter, because you're preheating the hot asphalt in the boiler kettle down on the ground and pumping it onto the roof. When it's pumped onto the roof, it's still, you know, approximately 500 hundred degrees hot it's like hot glue it doesn't matter if it's summertime or wintertime it's still 500 degrees when it's pumped on that roof so it's just gonna so melt right middle through. of the winter you can do a hot asphalt roof it but with any roof it's pre precipitation right because you don't want to take the old roof off when it's about to rain that's a catastrophe so it's all about precipitation you don't want to be laying any roof out in rain so you look for the good days and you you put roofing on in the good days, and you look for leaks in other roofs in the bad days. This is Ask the Expert here at In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. I'm Ian Grant, and Dan, the waterproofing man, Sheridan, is in studio this hour. With more information, contact details, you can visit his website. It is toughroof.com, toughroof.com, or you can drop him an email, info at toughroof.com, or give him a phone call, 416-485-1989. 416-485-1989. I'm Ian Grant, and Ask the Expert continues right here on News Talk 1010. This is Ask the Expert with Ian Grant on News Talk 1010. And we are back. This is Ask the Expert on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Dan, the waterproofing man, Sheridan, is here, and we are talking about tough roof. And we're also talking about tough skin, for that matter. 
Toughroof.com is the website for Tough Roof. T-O-U-G-H. It's really pathetic, Dan, that I need to specify that. Yeah. Because people people they, spell it T-U-F-F oh, sometimes. I'm like, so that's sad. not how you spell tough. No, it, it isn't. <laughs> and it's the same thing with the other website. The only change with the other website is .co, not yes. .ca or .com. It's .co. Toughskin.co. And right? toughroof.com. Right. Yep. When we talk about tough skin, it's funny how things in your childhood come back to visit you. Um, as, as intrigued as you were about roofs, I loved, as a little child in Britain, watching, there was, there was TV shows on steeplejacks that would go up these chimneys, and they would yeah. dig into the brickwork and go up the side. And it, every single time, he's hammering into that brickwork, and I'm watching the dust flying everywhere, going, man, that brick's going to fall apart soon. Oh, yeah. And some of these chimneys were very, very old, and some of that brickwork was stunningly beautiful and very, very old. And tough skin, for somebody that, that has a property that has that beautiful, beautiful brickwork on the outside, it can really give it a second chance. I know a lot about flat roofs. I've been doing it them since I was eight years old, 50 cents an hour with my dad. That's where <laughs> I started. Uh, I also know a lot about bricks, brick restoration. I don't do restoration because I have the tough skin product. So if we could quickly go over the life of a brick. When a brick is first installed, it looks like a brand new brick. You throw 30, 50 years on that brick, it's now called a vintage brick, Mm -hmm. right? Same brick, different name, right? Vintage look. Much like me. Then you add another 10, 20, 30 years on that brick, and now it is a brick not in good shape. Uh, it's It's a brick that needs replacing. What Tough Skin does is when my clear rubber skin is applied to any bricks up entire we do entire buildings uh we do chimneys on churches I'm looking at the one buildings. outside the building here i mean it yeah. is that's becoming vintage tons of bricks yeah. yeah so that one's becoming a vintage brick building um that's probably that building's probably 50, 60 years old something like that and that's vintage look so we can encapsulate those bricks in our clear skin and save that vintage look forever about every 15 years you have to re-roll the our our uh, skin clear skin waterproofer but that building will look exactly the same wow. for the first six months it will have the wet look and then the wet look uh, the shiny wet look burns off and it'll look virtually the same it doesn't sink into the brick like a water-based brick sealer because they don't work they just straight up don't work they even if they do work they work for six months because they're an, uh, usually an acrylic water-based product which means plastic uh, dispersed in water. So you roll it on, it sinks into the brick, and you've got a, maybe a micron thick plastic coating that burns off with the sun very quickly. Ours is a one millimeter clear rubber that you roll on, it sticks to the outside of the brick. So when the water uh, from wind driven rain hits the brick, it actually doesn't hit the brick. It hits mm. our clear rubber, which is a millimeter thick on the brick and then rolls down to the ground. So the bricks never see any aging. Plus, we have UV stabilizers in the clear rubber, so it's like putting a set of sunglasses on the building. Those bricks never get eaten apart by UV. So what they see, bricks see, is UV and water. Does and it freeze color? No, it doesn't change color at all. It, may, it does make a, a wet look, right. but no, there's no, no you color that, change. You know that yellowy after a oh, year Oh, you mean, so. no, not at all. That's where, that's where the UV stabilizers wow. come in. And that's why we use... 
uh, a combination of synthetic rubbers and natural rubbers, uh, as opposed to silicone, because silicones can do the uh, go opaque over the years. So you don't want to co- coat bricks right. with any yes, type of exactly. silicone. Uh, rubber, we, we're pure liquid rubber. It's taken me 15 years of working on this stuff to get the you know to get the actual rubber right and to get the viscosity correct. So our viscosity is right around the same viscosity as honey. Mm. So as you know, temperatures are up in the summertime, ours runs a little more when you put it on your roller and you roll it on. But yeah, and I've got the uh, new labels coming out and it's going to be going, like if residential people want to buy it, they can email me and I'll have it in stores, uh, say uh, building centers, local building centers in about three weeks and I can tell people where to buy it. But when it comes to industrial commercial, we actually actually have crews that go out and do it and they bring, you know, skid of buckets and they'll roll entire buildings. You can see it on YouTube. If you punch in tough skin waterproofing, you'll see me on there talking about it. And we do entire buildings, chimney churches. We're you talking name it. about external bricks, by the way. You just finished an internal elevator shaft, right? Yes, that's right. How we did do that it, work and why? Okay. So the product I made and all the products I make for waterproofing are no VOC. They do not catch on fire and uh, they don't smell, right? So you, you can use it inside. It's not one of those products that, you know, you roll it on inside and makes you <laughs> sick and you have to run out. Uh, th- there's uh, no VOCs in the product, and the VOCs are what make you want to run out of the building. Volatile organic compounds, wow. and that's what makes you have the dizziness and all that, hmm. right? Um, you know, saw a lot of products are low VOC. Ours are no VOCs. Um, so you can use it inside or outside. So I have guys that uh, install bathrooms. There's another thing with a bathroom. Like if, say, you were doing tiling of a bathroom, putting in a shower, well, they'll do um, a water board where, where water vapor doesn't get through a type of drywall material behind your tiles and doesn't get to nice. your studs and your insulation. Well, what, what we do now with yeah. our tough skin is we coat the studs behind all of that so right. water vapor can't even get to your wood in your house. So then if you do that before you put the water board on and the tiles, because you need the water board to put the tiles mm-hmm. on, it's like a waterproof drywall, right? So and, how did you end up in an elevator shaft? Oh, I got called for a roof leak in an elevator. So we ended up doing the roof on the top of the shaft and then, but all around the shaft on the outside uh, were bricks that were vintage bricks. And once they get to the vintage look, they start leaking because they become very porous. So we coated the outside and then there was concrete on the inside. So we coated the inside of it too. So if anything was to get through over that 15 years, it could not get through to the inside also. You mentioned that it doesn't change color when we're using it on bricks and stuff. If my wall looks ratty, can we colorize it? Can we put pigment in there to make yeah, it? Yeah, I can color. Why? Well, I also make uh, sloped metal roof coatings for when metal roofs get older, they start to rust. The metal's still in good condition, but they'll get a little surface rust. You don't have to go and all buy new new panels or a whole new roof. You just coat the actual roof on there and it makes it waterproof again. And if there's screws in the roof or seams that are leaking, we also have the polyester we use for hot asphalt. We have, we cut it into thousands of little circles that get put over the, 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 uh, the fasteners in, in there before we coat the entire roof and then strips down the seam. So we can take a, uh, an older, sloped metal roof, even a low slope metal roof, and make it waterproof again at a much lower cost than replacing all that metal. Does it frustrate that you you that you can't come up with 
you know, a better paper clip, that the, the technology that you're using is the same basic, the same as your grandfather and your great-grandfather yeah. and his great-grandfather. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just know how much you enjoy researching and, and you know, tinkering with, with different formulas and coming up with stuff. And yet the bottom line is that no matter what people have tried, this still remains the best way to move forward. Yeah. Waterproofing is a, a, a funny thing. A lot of the products out on the market are made for when you install them, they're made for you to re, to purchase them again a year later or two years <laughs> later. Have you ever have you ever stained a deck? Honestly, so even true. the best stuff, oh, yeah. even you go and oh, you buy it, it's like, this yeah. is this the best? Yeah, uh, this is the best. My favorite one is this driveway. <laughs> uh, I almost said a bad word, but yeah. the whole make your driveway look right right again. And yeah, two and a half yeah. weeks later, it looks the same way. Yeah, as it I did have before. that. I've, I've got another year of testing on my driveway one. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to make sure oh, no one slips on it and a few things. So I have to go through another winter of testing all that, but I'll have, I'll have a product for that. Well, too. What happens is one neighbor does it and the next neighbor looks at the driveway and goes, oh, well, my driveway looks right. They do the same thing. Exactly. You know, two rain showers later and all the driveways just look as bad as it did in the first place. So it, I guess it's a logical progression for you then to take this technology yeah. and put it on driveways because that does make a ton of sense. Yeah, I've been working with chemical engineers now for about 20 years and I actually speak chemical engineer lounges like viscosity and different, you know, the things that I need them to uh, put in the products that I make. Um, the clear rubber skin is what I use the most other than the products I use in my right. tough roof system. But I have also mastics and, and rubber uh, caulkings that I make. The problem with a- any type of waterproofing is if you have a company, you are actually kind of a slave to the manufacturer. If you're using a product that doesn't really perform, you get a year or two out of it. That's not <laughs> acceptable, right? So I make products that I get at least, say, 15 years out of a single coat. So even with the tough roof lineup, I have the caulking that we use around pipes and around walls and things like that is not an asphalt caulking. It's actually a full rubber caulking. I import... uh, tire powder from the States and I turn it into a full rubberized caulking that never cracks, never has a problem. So then I don't have to deal with asphalt-based cold kind of caulkings that you get two years out of, they crack and shrink. Um, I don't want to be called back to a flat roof every two years to fix a leak, so I create products that I don't have to I want to take a break, and and when we come back, I want to tie it all together because it, it really is fascinating to me how... All the products you make complement each other. You know, I mean, you could have the Dan Sheridan building where from the driveway to the tip of the roof, you have your fingers somehow in making that a better uh, building. So take a break. Let's come back and we'll talk about that. This is Ask the Expert here at In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. He is Dan the Waterproofing Man Sheridan, and you can reach him at toughroof.com. Tough Roof. It is the strongest roof system ever made for roofs. His phone number, 416-485-1989, 416-485-1989, and the website, as I said, toughroof.com. Ask the Expert continues right here on News Talk 1010. Ask the Expert with Ian Grant continues on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good afternoon. We are back, and this is Ask the Expert here at In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Dan, the waterproofing man Sheridan, is in studio with me, and we're kind of sort of talking about toughroof.com. 
But just be going into the last break, Dan, I realized that uh, it's it's amazing how the synergy involved in all of the products that you're working on. And I, do, I want you to basically build a building for me because right now, from what I understand, you could theoretically take it, even if some of the stuff's in the development stages, from the driveway to the very tip of the roof. Yeah, exactly. So I look at buildings and I try to explain to everybody, they're like, just like a box. They're very simple. They're just a box that's mounted in the ground. So say, let's go from the top. We have the tough roof system where we put a hot asphalt and gravel, highly reinforced system. It never needs replacement. It does need, just like anything, everything gets older. It does need update, but the update is very low cost when it does wear, you know, wear out or come close to that. We want to do a update on it. It's very low cost. We also address the drainage on the roof. So we lower the drains so the water actually goes to the drains and you don't have ponding on the roof. So we do everything to do with flat roofing. And then if you were to go over the side of the flat roof down the walls, we have our Tough Skin Clear product, which is a clear rubber that we uh, roll onto all the bricks down the walls. It could be a stone building could be a stucco building, could be concrete, could be anything. And we, if to waterproof it, we will roll the tough skin down the sides of the building. And we're also working on other products, um, a non-slip and fall coating for concrete sidewalks. We have tough uh, driveway skin that we're going to be working on too. We have about another year with those products before we can release them. But from the top of a building to the very bottom and right out to the parking lot, we have uh, waterproofing. Right now we have from the roof to the sides of the building already released for years and working, you know, we tough roof has been since my great grandfather. Tough skin has been released now for... Oh, in different forms uh, for about 15 years we've been working on it and now we're just releasing our no VOC, absolutely non-flammable, tough skin clear rubber for bricks. And tough roof, it's worth pointing out because with some of the other techniques, I mean, I joke all the time that we can turn on CP2 for any time in July and watch a roof on fire somewhere in this city and the poor roofing guy is running to get out of the way. Tough yeah. roof, uh, the system itself... There, you do not use open flames to apply it, and it is also fireproof, right? Yes, and we should talk about that too because I just had a email from my insurance company. I don't do torch-applied roofing, so I don't have to have open fire insurance. The only thing I have is hot asphalt insurance. That's a, to a different uh, factor in roofing because they have, you know, torch insurance. You also have shinglers have shingle insurance. I have hot asphalt insurance. There's no open flame on the roof. But uh, one of the big insurance companies, the larger Canadian ones, just pulled out of torch applied roofing insurance. So if you're getting a roofer to do your roof this year, make sure his insurance says uh, a torch applied or flame applied on the roof insurance. If he doesn't have that and he burns your building down, uh, you'll be on your own. So hot asphalt, you don't need it. It's called hot asphalt insurance. There's no open flame on the roof. But yeah, so with torches, they burn buildings down all the time. They're on CP24. If you think your roof will go up and not count, catch your building on fire, the only way to ensure that is to not allow a roofing company on mm. your roof 
with an open flame torch. You just say, no, don't give me a price on anything that has anything to do with an open flame on my roof. We've talked a bunch of times about how you're a charter member of the Junior Meteorologist Club and <laughs> yeah. going from the stem cells to roofing. Um, weather is also a passion of yours and uh, yeah. you must be acutely aware, especially after last spring, that uh, Toronto is about to enter its windy season. And I'm just wondering, yeah. we've never really talked about how, we've talked obviously about how tough roof handles, you know, things like chairs being blown in from condo buildings. But for wind resistance itself, how do those, how do the three roofing types bear up as we've talked about them before? Okay, so traditional hot asphalt and gravel systems are held down with pretty much grav a little bit of uh, adhesion with hot asphalt to the deck. When the deck is what holds your roof up, it's the horizontal surface that the roof goes on. It's called a roof deck. So usually that gets hot asphalted to the roof, and then you have your insulation layers and your then your reinforcement hot asphalt layers. But the real thing that holds it down is actually the pea gravel that gets put on the top of it. That really kind of holds it down. Our system, and then the, sorry, the other two systems, the pool liner has no gravel on it whatsoever. It's held down with screws and plates and it actually billows in the wind. It's unbelievable when you walk on these roofs. I don't even know who invented these roofs. Someone to try to get you to buy a new roof every five years. That's who, who uh, invented that. But that's these pool, white pool liner roofs. They actually shake in the wind. And when they shake, they start pulling on the screws and fasteners and they make holes in them. And then you have torch applied systems, which are put down with fasteners and then hot ash or uh, the tor torch applied to the roof. Ours has a combination. We use fasteners in our insulation and then we hot asphalt the reinforcement to the insulation and then we put on the gravel also. So we have two forms of wind resistance within our roof where all other roofs usually run on one, one form, which is fastening down. We do fastening and the gravity weight of gravel. So when you get these hyper uh, windy uh, parts that come through in the spring, you know, up to 120 kilometers an hour, those pool liner roofs, torch on roofs, they get ripped right off, completely right off and thrown into the parking lot where our hot asphalt tough roofs I never get ripped off. One of the radio stations I was involved with a couple of years ago, we thought it'd be a really smart idea to put a camera. This is when webcams were a big deal. We thought it'd be fun to put a camera on the, uh, the transmitter tower. And so we went up to the top of the building, and it's one of the highest buildings in the city, so the view was phenomenal. Put the camera up there and figured that was great, and we threw it on the website. The biggest problem was the thing we did not take into consideration. That roof had more traffic than the lobby of the building. We yeah. actually started to see the camera, people walking in front of it. Oh, I had no idea that roofs, and all legitimate stuff, you know, repair guys, stuff yeah. being moved in and all that kind of stuff. Uh, How does, again, let's keep, keep talking about the three of them. I didn't realize that roof traffic is obviously something you need to be considering as well. Yeah, well, on the other two systems, which are the pool liner and the torch applied, they have restrictions in the warranty. The pool liner roofs are really bad. If anybody walks up there for any reason without reporting it to the manufacturer, your roof is void in most in most warranties because they're only half a millimeter thick. Right. They're as thick as your credit card. Uh, one drop of a screwdriver or a drill from an HVAC technician will put a hole right in these roofs. Uh, also, uh, torch-applied systems, they're probably a little bit better of a warranty, but they also have traffic restrictions. Our tough roof has no traffic restrictions. Really? Well, because you're not, work, you're not walking on the surface of our roof when you're walking. You're walking <laughs> right, on right. the pea gravel. So it displaces your weight, and any friction that goes across there just gets absorbed with the gravel. 
So you actually aren't walking on the on our surface of our roof because it's protected with pea gravel. Do so, I need to change we have no, the pea gravel, by the way? I mean, is uh, that something no, no, that... pea gravel lasts forever, right? It's been in the ground for a few million years. It so, yeah. should be okay on the roof for a while. Mm -hmm. And the thing about the pea gravel is we loose lay it on top of our hot asphalt. So what that means for the customer is that in years to come, 20, 25 years, we can remove that gravel, put it on the ground with our vacuum trucks. Mm -hmm. We can power wash the roof surface, put a layer of hot asphalt, reinforcement, nice. another layer of hot asphalt, and put the gravel back on. And it's a very, very low cost way of updating the roof. It Over time, our tough roof is the absolute lowest cost you can buy in a flat roof system because you also have to take into account when you need to update this roof. It's the, All roofs are just ticking they're ticking your money away. But how much <laughs> is that ticking away? Yeah, how much true. is each tick, right? So any roof system you buy is going to need replacement at some point. How much is it going to cut? Like these newer systems, they need complete, they ruin the insulation when they leak and all that. You have to remove everything, go back to scratch. Ours, you never remove everything. The insulation we put under there will not absorb water. And it never has a problem and it really never ages because the sun, it, the sun never gets to right. it. So you really only have to resurface the tough roof in years to come. I got a couple of minutes left. Uh, so I'm going to give it up to you and tell us about tough roof. Tell us about tough skin. Sure. Well, we've been, I've been doing it since I was eight years old. 50 cents an hour. I wasn't allowed up on the roofs. I was allowed to clean the ground if anything blew on the ground. Once I was 12, I was allowed up on the roof. I was allowed to clean the roof, but I couldn't use the hot asphalt mops. 16 years old, I was allowed to use the hot asphalt, and I've been doing it ever since. What is that? Over 30, 32 wow. years now, I've been mopping hot asphalt. Uh, it's in my veins. I know exactly every molecule of flat roof. I also design the products that we use within our flat roof system, and I also design products for consumers to buy. So residential people, if they have a problem with the side of their, a lot of the times you'll get bay windows or the side of a brick uh, house or a chimney is leaking. It's because your bricks are porous. that's you see the mold, right? Exactly. You see the mold, yeah. yeah. So your bricks are porous. So you need to coat the side of your home. Uh, with our Tough Skin Clear, which is our clear rubber. It's a complete waterproof from bricks. And it's fireproof, too. So I didn't I don't now think I'm I pushing my limits here, but it's, it's worth pointing out. This is not the same stuff that I'm going to walk into my hardware store and buy a jug of. Right? Uh, not, it, yeah, well, you'll go to a uh, building center, a local building center where professionals buy stuff to work on mm. your house. Uh, and I'm going to be having the buckets in building centers wow. within about three weeks. So if somebody wants to send me an email... I'll keep them updated where to buy it. Brilliant. But we also do it for industrial commercial use too. Like we have teams that go out and install this on entire buildings. And if somebody does want to send you an email, yep. the info at toughroof.com obviously yep. is the info one. Info at toughroof.com. You can send it to me too, dan at toughroof.com. And it's not T-U-F-F. It's no. T -O, just the way it's spelled, T-O-U-G-H. R-O-O-F.com. Yeah. Don't spell it wrong and Don't you might get to the right website. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but anything to do with flat roofing and waterproofing of the sides of a building, um, I have a lot of experience. Dan Sharon, as always, great art. I'm so glad. And you're looking great. And it's Thank you. You really are too. great to have you. Yes, I wish that I wish that part <laughs> were true. So opinions expressed really do not reflect. <laughs> it is designed by Canadians for our extreme Canadian climate today on Ask the Expert. We've been joined by Dan Sheridan. He is inventor of Tough Roof. Tough Roof, the strongest roof system ever made for flat roofs. And for more information, contact details, visit his website, toughroof.com, toughroof.com, or you can drop him an email 
email, as I said, info at toughroof.com. Toughskin.co, toughskin.co is the website to find out all about Tough Skin, or you can give them a phone call, which is probably the easiest way, 416-485-1989, 416-485-1989. Toughroof.com is the website. I'm Ian Grant. Thank you for joining me again right here on Ask the Expert on News Talk 1010. 